Hey guys, welcome to Bible and Stuff. I'm Tanner, and today we're back with another quarantine Q&A bonus episode. This time I'm joined by Noah Oldham, and again, we're answering the question, what are you learning? I first met Noah at a pastor's conference that I helped put on here in Phoenix, and I think in a situation like that, when you have speakers coming in, you're always interested to see how these guys are in real life once you finally meet them. But with Noah, really quickly, I realized, oh, this guy is just a normal, humble, happy-to-serve dude. And in addition to being super sharp and very knowledgeable, he was just easy to be around. And so I knew when we started doing these Q&As, he was one of the guys I wanted to ask to come on and talk a little bit. And talk we did. We had a great conversation that I'm excited for you guys to hear. Again, we kept it really short, so hopefully you're able to fit this in in the midst of all the quarantine craziness. But without further ado, here's Noah Oldham on episode two of Quarantine Q&A. Okay, guys, today is episode two of our quarantine Q&As. We are putting out these few bonus episodes, and I am joined by my buddy Noah Oldham. Noah is the pastor of August Gate in the St. Louis area, and he is the senior director of church planner deployment for Sin Network. Noah, what's up, man? Hey, man, Tanner. Good to see you. Good to be with you today, man. Absolutely. It's good to have you. So I gave the people the short blurb about who you are and what you do, but if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So Noah Oldham, I'm married to Heather. I've been married for almost 15 years now. We've got five kids by the grace of God, a 10-year-old all the way down to a newly turned one-year-old. Awesome. And um, I tell people all the time, some people have hobbies like fishing and boating and hunting, and we just like to raise kids. (laughs) God has smiled upon us and given us kids after about five years of not thinking we could have kids. Wow. Uh, we had, we have, but we can't stop having kids. So that's great. Uh, we love it. Planted August Gate in St. Louis in 2009. Just got to serve with the North American Mission Board as a Send City missionary. And then recently with the Send Network, I got to step into a senior director role, which I'm excited about. I love what God's doing at the Send Network. Love to serve planters and walk alongside them as I am one. Awesome, man. So over here at Bible and stuff, we're always learning, and I've always got something ticking around in my head that I'm just eager to talk to somebody about, anybody that'll listen. Sometimes that's my wife. Sometimes she gets tired of it. (laughs) But uh, that's kind of the idea behind this and me posing the question to you, what are you learning right now? If we were going to sit down and you just wanted to spill what you've been mulling over in your head or thinking on, what would that be? Yeah, so... Tanner, thinking about that question, um, I imagine in most situations uh, of my life, most situations of this podcast, you're going to get answers that that come from uh, what they're reading in a in a book, um, what what you're ingesting on a regular basis, what area of systematic theology maybe you're studying in this season. But man, for me, honestly, right now, um, I'm, I actually don't have a lot of time to read to read books over the last um, uh, month or so. Yeah, my life transitioned to my new role at Nam, and immediately my first day on the job, COVID broke out, dude. So I have this new job about to come out in front of me. I'm learning all the ins and outs, and then everything changes in a moment. And now I'm pastoring a church through a pandemic, um, trying to lead my family 
with five children. We're all at home at the, the stay at home mandate from our Illinois governor and, and trying to be disciples and make disciples and do all of that. And so what I'm learning right now is really coming through just this personal walk with the Lord mm. um, and, and being in the word every day. Now I'm, I do the Bible in a year reading plan every year. Some people don't like to do that. They feel too boxed in. Yeah. I love to do that because I want to be able to, by the end of my life, said I've, I've read through the Bible more than 50 times. Yeah. Uh, and I've seen the nooks and the crannies. And um, I just work through judges again. And then I'm just learning about the brokenness of the world and brokenness of humanity. And then looking at, at all we're looking at this pandemic, um, one of the things I'm learning right now, um, uh, one of the things I'm learning more than anything comes from the book of Ephesians. And I think it's something we often overlook because it's kind of placed in there as one of those benedictions. Mm. Um, we, we all remember and recite that he is able to do far, uh, far above all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. We, we love that verse. We quote that verse. Let's ask and let's imagine. Let's believe God for big things. But what he says right after that, it says, to him be glory in Christ Jesus and in the church throughout all generations. Yeah. And as I focus on that, what I hear God saying through Paul in that benediction is that God has promised to glorify himself in every generation in Christ Jesus and in the church, including this generation, Yeah, the generation of COVID-19. And so what I'm learning right now is God is choosing to glorify himself through worldwide pandemic. And we have the opportunity to either hear from the Lord and tap into what that means for us in our local context or just wait it out. Yeah. Well, this isn't the normal. This isn't what we want. This isn't what we think, quote, God expects or God desires. And so let's just wait it all out and then we'll get back to normal. When instead, man, I think God wants to do something through it. That's what I'm learning right now. That's great, man. So the guy that I had on last week was actually my pastor. You've met him before, Cody Devers. Yeah. Uh, and that was one of the things we talked about. He he looked into uh, the book of Acts and how the early church responded to these huge changes that they were having to deal with. In their case, it was explosive growth. And in our case, obviously, it's figuring out how do we function yeah. in the midst of this pandemic. But I loved a couple of things you said there. First of all, that there's this piece of scripture that we might often overlook, just a benediction, but there's still meat in there. I think often we kind of start to skim those things and they become a little too normal to us that we don't really dig in. But I guess all that leads me to the question is, what does that look like? I mean, I completely agree with you. Let's not just wait and see what happens or hope things go back to normal. Let's adapt and let's figure out what it looks like to glorify God in this time. What do you think what do you think we can do? Yeah, I think it means a couple things. Number one, I think I think it means that leaders have got to be spirit led and spirit driven in the days ahead. Mm. So I do. It's no it's no secret if anybody knows me deeply. I have a charismatic background, and so I'm a Baptistal if there ever was <laughs> one. And so um, in situations like this, like being able to say like leaning on the Holy Spirit, like we really need to. So for instance, I was in the middle of the Book of Exodus. I preach expositionally through books of the Bible, whole books of the Bible. I was in chapter 20, beginning um, the Ten Commandments. I was at commandment number three, Mm. just finished that. COVID breaks out. We do commandment number four the next week. And then God is saying, no, it's you got to know the time that you're living in, Noah, what I'm doing right now. So here's what I learned. According to that, that what I already quoted to you in Ephesians, Mm. a benediction there, he's going to glorify himself in two places, in the church and in Christ Jesus. So what I think that means, I think what the Spirit is saying to me is that he wants to glorify Jesus Christ 
in the church right now. He wants to glorify Jesus before the church's eyes. And so what I went to is a few years ago, I preached through the book of Colossians. And one of the reasons I love the book of Colossians is that the church in Colossae didn't know this, but Paul wrote this letter to this small church in one of the smaller cities that he wrote to. But a few years later, they were going to be hit by an earthquake that was going to decimate the city. And what we have in the book of Colossians, though in Romans, we have the the largest treatise of Christology. What we have in Colossians is the most dynamic because it, it is like, it's a power packed punch. It's smaller, but it's so hard hitting. It's this, this huge, powerful Christology and what it means for our lives. And so what I believe God said to me was, I want you to go back and preach through Colossians because what your people need right now is not a bigger, better, clearer picture of COVID-19. They need a better, bigger, clearer picture of the Lord Jesus Christ because he is sufficient for all these things. So what did, what did Colossi need? When they were getting ready to go through an earthquake that would decimate their society forever, they need the biggest picture of Jesus possible. What do we need right now as we're going through, in this generation at least, the biggest tragedy that we've gone through that can shake us to the core? I mean, this may change our economy for generations. Who knows? Yeah. And if it does, what we need is the biggest picture of Jesus possible so that we can make it through. Because all these false things that we run to, our, our, our pseudo-prosperity gospels and, and, our, and our doctrines that don't give room for a doctrine of suffering, it isn't enough to get us through what we're going through. But a deep biblical Christology is. So I've gone to uh, the book of Colossians, and I'm just helping my people get a big picture of Jesus, his supremacy, his sufficiency, uh, his glory. That's good, man. Yeah, absolutely. So remembering that Jesus is over this, again, that idea of let's not wait and act like God can't act in this time and just try to get back to how we're used to doing things, but let's see how we can glorify God. And you have touched on, in a great way, how you're doing that with your church and how you've even had to shift to present a big, big God to people. But as a dad, maybe just selfishly, uh, I'm curious how that's looked in your home, how that's looked uh, with your five kiddos. It's five, right? Yeah, five kids. Goodness, man. Yeah, see, so if you can do it with five, I, you just give the wisdom to me and I'll try to do it with two. Oh, but yeah, how, how has that, obviously things are changing. Kids aren't playing ball anymore. Kids are like, we can't go to the park anymore. All those different things. How has this pandemic made made you adapt also in your home and lead your family well? Well, man, one of the great graces of God is we already had really good rhythms in our home of, mm. of family discipleship. Um, we kind of have this three, three-part three rhythm with our church and three-part rhythm with our home, gather, grow, go. So we want to gather for worship. And so we gather our family for family worship. And so several times a week, we're doing family discipleship. We're going through Long Story Short, which is a, a book that, that works through the entire Old Testament, all the all the major narratives, um, working through that and we're teaching our kids the Bible through that, you know, 10, 15 minutes a night. Um, that's been really helpful and so to have that in place. But during the season, what we've had to do is have intentional conversations with them. Um, so not just doing the gather and not just doing our grow, which is our discipleship dates with all of our children, five years and older. When our kids Mm -hmm. turn five, they get their first discipleship date with daddy. And then we rotate through our kids every week, cool. taking them on a discipleship date. We've had to, to maximize those. We've had to increase those because our kids are waiting through. I mean, my son uh, last year was one of the greatest years of his life, played baseball. He's really good, found his niche, and now baseball's canceled. Yeah. My daughter has danced. That's all been canceled now. Some of it's been moved to online, but it's not the same. Yeah. They're missing their friends, all that kind of stuff. We've had to intentionally sit down and have conversations about what they're feeling. And then both Heather and I, 
finding ways to point them to Christ and, and to his goodness and all of this and saying that, hey, God obviously wants to do something in us and through us. And so at the end of this process, we want to come out um, looking different. We want to be refined like gold. And so asking those, them those questions and asking them to respond, what do you think God wants to do in this season in your life, in your heart? How can you trust him more? So we've been, we've been maximizing that. And then, you know, we're getting family worship um, as a church because we're not meeting as a church. We're doing it in our living room. And so yeah, doing that together, um, to be, to be uh, really candid yesterday, uh, my daughter went to my wife. Uh, I've been sick for the last few days and she was, she, my oldest daughter wanted to come talk to me about it, but felt like she couldn't cause I wasn't feeling well. And she just said, she's having a hard time because she connects to the Lord as a 10 year old, mostly, or, or at least best through worship. And our worship rhythms have shifted because we don't have the, the big room with the loud music where you stand and lift your hands and kind of get lost in worship. It's now in our living room with five people, um, you know, singing because the two youngest ones aren't engaged and yeah. it's just hard for her. She's, she's struggling as a disciple. And so my goal this week is to, to meet her where she's at and, and have those conversations and say, what can we do? And, and really get to the, to the bottom of like what worship is in her heart. And when all that stuff that makes it comfortable stripped away, what does that mean for her heart to continue to press into the Lord? So being an intentional man with, with her, with our family, and then with our members in the same way. Yeah, I think intentionality is a key word for this time, kind of like what, what you're saying. Like, I think it's tempting, and even, you know, just looking at Facebook or Twitter or whatever, you see everyone, ah, let's binge this show or let's do this thing. But if we're not careful, we can just use those as a numbing agent to not really have to deal with or think about what's going on in ourselves and what God is trying to do in this time that we may not be yeah. uh, going along with. And so that is something for me that I've had to be like, okay, put down the phone for a little while, pray, think, and and seek the Lord and what He is trying to do. Because clearly, this isn't a normal time. <laughs> I mean, clearly something's going on, and and it is our responsibility to kind of try to figure that out and do some digging and do some reading yeah. and see what God would have for us. So, man, it's been really good talking to you. You have anything else you want to add? No, man, um, you're going to ask me about a resource, right? I am. I am. So I'm capping all these off with one recommendation from whoever I'm meeting with for people to either watch, read, or listen to. Everyone keeps saying we have all this free time. I'm not sure that's true. But yeah, yeah. if they do have a little time, what what would you recommend for them? Yeah, there is a book that actually changed my life several years ago. And um, it's a book that sometimes is out of print uh, on Amazon. But it's a book called Christ is All by David Bryant. Christ okay. is All by David Bryant. And what happened was he wrote this book and it was like the size of a, of a seminary textbook. And um, nobody was reading it because of that. And a guy yeah. named Richard Ross, the guy who's one of the co-founders of True Love Weights, seminary prof down at Southwestern doing student ministry, um, mm. teaching student ministry classes, um, just, a, just a phenomenal saint of the Lord. I met him on a mission trip. And he told me about Christ is all. And he said, what he did is he got a hold of this 400, 500 page book and asked David Bryant, can I, can I whittle this down to less than 200 pages? If I do, I believe people will read it. And um, he was right. He did. And it's one of the greatest books. And what he, what he does is David Bryant takes you through the book of Colossians and showing you the immensity of the Christology that is there. And I sat in a half day seminar with him where he just kind of talks through these ideas that we see, it's like this fast, hard hitting um, experience of Christology and then it transformed my life in just a couple hours. 
And uh, this book is one of the greatest books. So I, I've had a couple of people even ask me, hey, there's one thing I can read during quarantine. What is it? It's Christ is all. Read that and never be the same. All right. There you have it, guys. Noah Oldham with a killer wreck that you can fill your time with if, again, you have it during quarantine and you may just change forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As always, you can let us know what you think by reaching out to us at hello at bibleandstuff.com. Let us know if there's someone else you would love for us to have on, and we'll do the best we can. Reach out to us on social media. Let us know what you're reading, what you're thinking about in this time of quarantine. We'll catch you next week. Peace.